International. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the listening room. We just got back from the Lincoln Calling Music Festival. Uh, I was out there hanging out with some of my good friends doing the podcast. I was able to capture some of uh, my favorite acts from Lincoln on the pod, hear them talk about their music and uh, stories of being on the road. Um, We have the boys in Salt Creek, and then we have J.P. Davis and Marina Kushner, the frontman and violinist of I Forgot to Love My Father, Then we have Josh Hoyer of Josh Hoyer and the Soul Colossal and Plaque Blague. Plaque Blague, a local favorite of mine. Check out his tunes. And finally, Sarah Bowling um, of Icky Blossoms, and she's on tour with Thick Paint right now. Um, All very awesome, talented people. Uh, They hype all their music and where to find it on some of the interviews here at the end. So please find them on Bandcamp, Spotify. Give them a listen. Uh, thanks for tuning into the listening room. Love you all. Have a good time. Bye-bye. Where do you want to sit? I'll scooch over one. You can scoot over one? Yeah. Yeah. You can hang out. Right there. That's a big camera. You gonna take some pics? (laughs) Pics of the fest? Yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right. Yes. 2017 Lincoln Colin. What is up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out, peeping the pod, listeners checking in. This is the Listening Room Podcast. I'm Joey Zimmerman. I'm down here in beautiful, my my home territory of Lincoln, Nebraska, for the fun music festival, Lincoln Calling. And on this, the first episode recording, uh, joining us right now is Marina and JP of I Forgot to Love My Father. How are y'all doing? Hello. We're doing well. Well, yeah? Yes. Very good. Awesome. Violinist and frontman. So... I forgot to love my father. That's that started as like a solo project for yeah. you as well. Yeah, it did. It started as a solo project when I lived in Alabama. Oh, awesome, cool. Did, how how often did you play down there in Alabama? What's the music scene like there? It's, where we're at in Alabama. Uh, it was Birmingham, Alabama, and at the time I was in high school, so I was just kind of like getting into the scene and stuff. And it was pretty cool. Birmingham's got a cool little punk rock like DIY scene. Oh yeah. Like dusty hole in the wall venues, mm-hmm. uh, house shows. Very so yeah, cool. that's where we started playing. Nice. Uh, Rain, you play violin. How long have you been playing violin for? Uh, since I was about eight years old. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And when you decided to turn it into uh, like a bigger ensemble, How'd you meet everyone? How'd you get like this cast and crew together, cast like this this Scooby-Doo gang of misfits to come hang out and play some music with you? What's the story behind that? Um, I guess I first first started playing with uh, Robert. I just played with Robert first. Does he do bass? Yeah, Ro- Robert plays bass now after Aaron Lee, mm-hmm. uh, who played bass for us for a little bit. And Robert played cello. Oh. So it started out Robert and I playing together. I was just acoustic guitar and vocals, and he played cello. We like practiced in like like the dorms and stuff. <laughs> and uh, 
then I played a show at Marina, and you had to like skip school or something for the show. All state choir. <laughs> so, that's a show. That's yeah, Marina Mar Mar and I had a show at Vega together, so violin and guitar and vocals. That was the first show I ever played anywhere. Um, but yeah, he just texted me and asked if I wanted to come play a show, and I was like, okay. Didn't know any of the songs or anything, and that's kind of how everybody started off. Yeah, if you uh, jumping in and playing some stuff. If you don't know, like, yeah, the the songs are. How'd you like? Did you just kind of tune the notes by ear and just kind of um, like jammed out, basically? I or? was very terrified, and I found definitely like the note E was working, so uh, I yeah. definitely jammed on that <laughs> note for a while. And then every now and again, you know, I'd throw another note in there, but I was very uh, shy at first. <laughs> That was when she was playing the acoustic violin. Now, now she's got the electric violin. She plays the pedal board oh, with, yes. a, with an electric violin plugged into it. Damn, I bet you get some sweet effects out of there. Yeah. I haven't heard you all play in a while. What are your favorite, what are your favorite tunes? Like the way it makes it sound. Is there a type of feel that you personally like the violin to make corresponding with like your your music in particular, or is? Yeah, we've been going the kind of more. Everyone's been buying a lot of like guitar pedals lately, <laughs> yeah. so that's just like really morphing the sound into some weird space sounds, some wacky stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, usually people aren't really sure what I'm playing and they end up, it usually sounds kind of like a guitar, um, <laughs> but it's actually a violin, so it, it adds a lot of different things, different mix. Definitely, cool. Very yeah, cool. if you can make the <laughs> instrument if we can make the instrument not sound like the instrument it is. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But th we gotta work on that with the drums, because the drums sound like drums. <laughs> How do you make the drums not sound like drums? Yeah, I know. That's the big, that's we, the kicker. We gotta get Jarvis some pedals. <laughs> can you even plug a drum into a pedals? I'm not sure yeah. you can. Yeah. I know there's those electric drums with little that plastic rubber yeah. mats. You can like maybe transfer some samples onto there, and every time you hit the hi hat, it's like yeah, Jim just got a sample pad. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Um, in the process of your guys's, I don't because your guys's live shows are really cool. Because you guys always do something fun or like a, I don't know, you add some type of theatrical element to it. Could you guys speak to that a little bit, or like, how do you guys kind of be like, what what should we do this time, or how should we look, or what can we do to make Usually everyone feel like a part of it? Usually it just kind of happens, like yeah. we're playing something, and then we're, Jim's like, all right, everyone needs to cry right here, and then we do it, and then that's just the thing that oh, yeah, happens. We had the crying part. We had a crying part. Um, me and JP have watched My Chemical Romance videos on YouTube on our couch before. There <laughs> For fun. There, so. I knew they because I, I could tell from some social media posts. I know you guys like them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gerard Way's like he's cool. Is uh, I've never seen them live, but I've just seen it myself some YouTube some videos, and they he's just very theatrical in his kind of performances as well, mm -hmm. turning it less as like a it's kind of it's still yeah a music show, but it's almost like a yeah it's a performance of sorts. Yeah, it's like very the, it's like a theater performance. We basically just try and uh, just like let it all go, just not, not try and just kind of freak out. <laughs> yeah, one of like the best Gerard Way moments is like when he gets rolled out. Let's talk about Gerard Way for a second. Here. No, I'm down. All right, so the best moment, in my opinion, is when he gets rolled out on stage on a stretcher, <laughs> and he's like in this gown, and then like when the 
Beat comes in, he rips the gown out, and like fire shoots up behind him. <laughs> and that's pretty much the goal. Right? <laughs> that's pretty much the goal. Out of uh, kind of your your outfits that you guys have gone through, do you have a particular favorite? Um, I don't know. I can't really like settle on one right now. Like Just you're talking about clothes, yeah, outfit, yeah, 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 or lack thereof. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's what I can't decide. <laughs> Uh, could you give us a sneak peek, for, or uh, not peek, but uh, <laughs> a, uh, you'll have to come uh, to the show for that, my yeah? friend. Yeah. No, okay. All right. All right. I'm excited to see that. That'd be cool. I liked when, because I saw one time when you guys performed at the Sheldon, and you had people paint on you. Did yeah. you do that again? Because that was cool. I thought that was badass. Yeah, that was awesome. That was Amber Stevens, mm. and then she also painted our friend Maggie when we opened for Okido mm-hmm. at the Bourbon for like one of their big like record release show yeah uh yeah we we've done that just like done that a couple times that's cool to add like a visual aspect while also like getting a cool local artist to work with you the visual aspect you guys you guys think of projector anytime in the future the yeah behind it. projectors are cool like lasers <laughs> like yeah, but a lot of the clubs here though like have pretty good light rigs. So, but we were actually just talking about that like on our way here when we were walking here. That Marina was saying like you want to like start buying like fog machines and stuff just to have like in your arsenal. Just investing in performance pieces the way I would like pedals or amps or something. Just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I agree. Jared has that vape. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what you could do. You all can vape on stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and release the clouds. Oh man, that'd be cool to like have people come vape on us. Tomorrow night, bodegas. If you have a vape, bring it and come vape on me. <laughs> come blow your vape all over my body. There you go. That'd be good. Are you guys? Uh, <laughs> You guys hitting the road at all anytime soon? Or thinking about trying to... Um, I know it's hard yeah, to gather. We, How many is in your full band? Seven? Yeah, seven. Is it hard to get? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we like pack... Hey, there's Amber Stevens! Amber! Hey! There it is. We, we were just talking about you. <laughs> talking about your great art. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, to adventures. Yeah, we... Um, yeah, you want to talk on that? Yeah, we just went to Iowa a few months ago for a couple of days, um, and that was our big excursion where everyone found a few days free, but yeah. JP's in college and David just got married, so everyone has a lot going on, and there's seven of us, but oh, yeah. um, we're getting ready to record and just get all our old songs out of the way, and, stuff, nice. and then maybe try and go out of town. Is, is that a, let's all start a band song? Is that, I'm gonna be, is that one on there? It is, has to be. It has to be, because yeah, I love that song. I think I, that's the one where you crowd surfed at what coffee house was that? At, Me- at Metal Art. Metal Art, that's what it was. That was badass, dude. How, how did take us through that experience? How'd that feel? Was well, that- there, there was like three people holding me. So I was like, <laughs> all right, you three people. You're my people. You don't feel me. You're the pillars. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Because, yeah, your guys' live shows can, I don't know, they do a. They bring a lot of people together. People get really energized for your shows, and I really like that. And I've appreciated about appreciated that about your guys' music. How you can like 
pack that little coffee house and they turned it into like a, a rock show. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad that that translates because I feel like the whole idea is just to like, like you're not at work, you're not like at school right now, why are you like standing there like you have to stand in the line, you know, so like people will like freak lose, lose yourself, freak out, yeah, freak it's like out. the reason why we're all here. So you said you've been playing violin since you were like eight? Yeah. And when was the first time you picked up any musical instrument at all, or...? Um, I think the... Well, I think when I was like in fifth grade, I was in piano lessons. Oh. And my mom like forced me to take them. <laughs> and she said that I would thank her one day. And this is me thanking you now, Mom. Thank you. Right? There it is. <laughs> out there uh, and burn. then, uh, high school marching band. There it is. What did you play in the, the marching band? Uh, percussion. There you go. Yeah. So any type of like, you play the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. You play the glockenspiel. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You yeah. Show that you guys can talk about the glockenspiel. She plays the glockenspiel. Oh, nice. What up? <laughs> this is our secret glockenspiel handshake. Everyone who plays the glockenspiel knows it. That's good. There's. Uh, are you gonna add any of that? You do, that's what you should add into the band. Yeah, we have one. Triangle. Oh. Yeah. Well, we haven't used it, but I have one in my possession. <laughs> We've used it a few times. The glockenspiel. Oh, yeah. You have? Who's played it? Who's played the glock? Um, I don't remember. We did it on Steel City like two yeah, years I think ago. David, may, maybe David played it, our trumpeteer. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah when you guys, yeah, because he plays trumpet, like, uh, when constructing your songs, uh, how do you guys, do you kind of like write most of the music or like what parts you think people come in at or? Yeah, well, with, yeah, like, take us through like song structure, sure. how you guys go about it. So like with the old ones was just stuff that I had written by myself. Yeah. Um, and then we still play some of those, but then like pretty much all the new ones is just like, we just, we just like just hang out in the studio and just start playing and then kind of like structure it out from there. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Um, do you have a car? You just bike everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many miles can you ride on a bike? Uh, What's the farthest in a, in one go? Oh uh, shit. Well, one time I tried to bike a hundred, but then Damn. I was with my friend Jared, our friend Jared, and we crashed into each other. Like, Were you out in the wilderness? I, yeah, way out in the wilderness. So we did 80, so 80 is the most I've ridden. Dang. But yeah, I just like ran into his wheel. That'd be a pretty good way. You might have to get the rest of the band to get on board with that, but that'd be a good way to tour. So yeah. all just pedal around. <laughs> oh, we could get like tandem bikes. That's how they did in like old Shakespearean times, you know, like come oh. in with like a little wagon and then you guys could have like the costumes on and like hang out back. Like, yeah, we see could the be, yeah, we, then, yeah, we could be like a, like there's like Viking metal bands and shit, but oh, we could be like there's a renaissance band. That'd be a great way to like do some like guerrilla advertising before a show, like yeah. oh, go yeah, through the streets and like yeah, a cart wear, wear Renaissance garb. Yeah. Come see the show tonight, eight p.m. Me and Jared were in a Renaissance uh, choir together. We have Renaissance costumes. Yeah, Jared's got the chainmail. <laughs> I just think of a new outfit idea for y'all. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rest so easy tonight. Oh, the chainmail is pretty heavy though. I think my yeah, it might not sweat. You can, yeah. you can kind of like chisel it away to make it like kind of how you want it to fit. Hey, it's Aubrey Farnham everyone! Good what does the sign here. say? Yeah, what's that sign say? It says insults. Oh, insults for charity. Well, you know, you're coming at me. I'm not too much of an insult guy. You're too beautiful. That's my insult. <laughs> 
Uh, Give me your money, idiot. That says those on the back. That's a good sign. Uh, or, cause you guys, you guys play tomorrow. Bodegas, what time? 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Bodegas. Any particular artists you guys are like super anxious, looking forward to, or we're yes. working with? Yeah. Who I'm got? excited to see Seago. He's playing at Bodegas. They're and a new Future band. Punks. Yeah, and Future Punks. Yeah, they're both yeah. bands that I started listening to because I saw they were on this lineup. Nice. Which is cool. It's like, whoa, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely shuffled the Lincoln Calling playlist while I was yeah. riding to Colorado yesterday. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah you just Cupcake. got off the road hanging out. Oh, yeah, Cupcake. She's asking me cool. Yeah. Wand. Wand is playing tonight. Yeah. Wand, psychedelic, yeah. hard, heavy metal rock. Mm-hmm. I think some of Ty Seagull's band is in that. Oh, yeah? I'm not sure. That's very interesting. Yeah. Cool. I'd like to see him. Mm-hmm. What's, have you all seen some really fun shows this year so far? Or, like, what's some of your favorite kind of live yeah. concert going experiences. A really good check. show. Death Heaven is a great <laughs> show. Run the Jewels. Yeah. Like seen seen them recently. Two nights a, two nights ago I saw explosions in the sky in Boise just because I was like booking it back from Washington and I was like, what shows are around me? I saw them playing and I went so I didn't know anyone there and it was like pretty Dude, weird. I've seen weird. them I'm about to see them again. They're coming through Omaha on Saturday. They're, yeah. Dude, I've seen them a couple times. That's like musical church for me when I see them. I like cry in my hands. At Evo. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful. It's funny you say that about church because when I saw Run the Jewels in Kansas City at uh, this theater, I can't remember the name, but it was a sold out show in like a beautiful theater. Mm-hmm. It felt like church. Yeah. It was so weird. Music everyone, has that. Yeah, everyone was like putting their hands up and like... Into the experience. Yeah, Cool. That's the ultimate form of the music that that music can take. I think is a transcending kind of in the space or where you're at, and just have that like shared experience with everybody to bring them together. Um, so when like the church, like church, baby, <laughs> church is religion for the rest of us. Right? You know what I'm saying? Unless someone Call is. Now. Unless one eight hundred. Church. church. <laughs> <laughs> unless you do like church, that's your thing. You know, go for it. Um, what else is going on with you guys? When when you when can uh, listeners expect that new work to be out? That that are you calling it an album, an EP, it's LP? It's really or? just kind of an EP. Well, we're it's doing a double, double EP. EP. Double EP. Yes. An FF. Uh, well, so it's an FF, y'all. FF. That's the idea. Um, Look at that. Oh yeah, it's a pup pup. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna try and record like this winter. So just as I don't know. We're gonna live track it real quick, so it won't take on the record, so just the rest of the process. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I'll peep that out, let all my listeners know that's going on. Um, Marina, JP, thank you guys so much for hanging out with thank me. Thank you, Joey. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. I hope we get to hang out more during this very cool festival. Oh, we will. I'll be around all three days. I'm, I'm leaving on Monday. Kissing you know, one more. I'm watching them stack boxes of beer before my eyes. It's That's beautiful. IPA, baby. That's, uh... I don't know what it stands for. I was going to think... Yeah. I, that's where the comedian me fail. I was going to think of some witty acronym on the spot to shout at him. But, uh... Marina, if, uh, JP, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and being here. Uh, everyone, check out I Forgot to Love My Father tomorrow, about day, it's 9 p.m. Um, we're going to have our next band come up here and hang out with us. It's going to be the boys in Salt Creek. See if they're out there hanging out. Get on up there. All of y'all, some Woo! of y'all, any of y'all. Come on up. Salty. Salty.
Yeah, get that backpack. Also, good haircut. Look good. You too, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the gang. Oh, yeah. Come on in. Oh, that's a dope Tiger One shirt. It's Final Fantasy thing. That's sick. I didn't see that. What's up, gang? How we doing? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Goodness. Salt Creek. How you boys feeling? Lincoln calling. Playing in like an hour. Yeah, What's going through the mind? What's going on? What do you feel, Cam? We're, what do you feel, Cam? Yeah, say what you feel. We're, we're ready to rock. Ready <laughs> to rock. Does that agree with all y'all? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We're ready. Hey, Very cool. Hey, yeah. I'm not. Vocal confirmation from everybody. <laughs> He's yeah. not. What's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nervous. Nervous? That's good though. That means yeah. you're about to let the sun out, you know? You're about to shine on everyone. That's uh, what my mom always said. Good. Oh well, yeah, I'm glad I could channel your mom. <laughs> your um, how was uh, your most recent tour, y'all? Fun time? You guys hang out? Have a good shows? Yeah, it was super cool. Like, I don't know, turnouts were awesome every night and we got to hang out with Tiger Wine, who's like the best band and the coolest people. So, so funny, the funniest guys. Yeah, we got into some wacky adventures. Oh yeah? Do you care to share at least one? Um, what was the one that we were talking about earlier? Uh, <laughs> I got none. Uh, there was there was a there's a we played at Denton Texas at a, yeah. at a taco shop. I'm in I live in Austin and I was gonna come out to that show. But really? I, had, I had two shows that night oh, and I was pissed damn. I couldn't make it. But I shared it with my girlfriend. She has friends in Denton. She said some friends came out though. Yeah, there's hang. there's a bunch of people there. It was really cool. Um, I guess during I didn't see it, but during our set, oh, um, that's what I was, yeah. our drummer Nate he uh, he saw some people grinding during one of our songs. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> grinding during Salt Creek. Never night. thought that would happen. I always thought it would happen. Uh, Skinner, wait right here. Uh, do I have to say it again? Yeah. Hit the mic. I always thought it would happen. <laughs> okay, that's, a good that's the only thing I want to do with our music. So I mean, all it does is. I just want to grind. <laughs> How do you feel about the grinding? You just keep grinding. Keep grinding. Don't ever stop. Even between song changes. Um, hey, how did uh, how did you guys all meet and start playing music together? I know Nate and Skinner, you guys uh, were in Lighthouses beforehand and jammed. Uh, could you guys speak to kind of how y'all how this? Yeah. So Nate and I were in Lighthouses. Um, we met. Well, we met uh, Cam through. Uh, he hit us up on Facebook and did like a bunch of interviews for a couple bands coming through our we used to have a house that we did shows at and then uh, Zach he's originally from the Kearney area and was in a bunch of bands um, and then we all kind of like this band formed because of Ransom uh, Bennett oh yeah um, I know Ransom yeah he's just tattoos for a living yep. and he was playing bass for a second for us and then um, you know life kind of catches you yeah, where did he move times. to? Did he go to He's in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, he actually just came down today and uh, got lunch with uh, the Rel Relentless crew. Oh, but, is sorry, he going to be I didn't invite anyone else. <laughs> um, he's not going to be around for the festival. He has to get back up and work. Word. Um, but yeah, kind of like me, uh, Nate and I were very hesitant about starting this band because we are already in a band. And 
I don't know. We just like ransom would like be like, yo, let's do this thing. And we we're like, no, nah, dude, we're not interested. Like we have too much shit going on. And they had already priorly started a, a band on the side. So like, it was just a mess, but it worked out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened to the side band? It's gone. We played, uh, we played like two shows and then it became this. So yeah. awesome. <laughs> One of them was pretty cool. We played with uh, the story so far at the Bourbon. Oh, that very was like dope. Our second show ever. It was. <laughs> what a second show! Yeah. Damn. We, the night before, we played at Knickerbockers and to warm up, I guess. To warm up. Yeah. <laughs> and then it went good though. And then yeah, Salt Creek happens. Nice. Is it, was it the band's same kind of feel as Salt Creek, or is it more like a little heavier, more pop punky? Or um, it was just my acoustic stuff that I was writing. <laughs> so just turned into full band. But yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Very cool. Um, your album, uh, Where Strangers Go, uh, I've been giving it a couple listens, I do like it, it's giving me like, a lot of feelings of like longing, is there some sort of different emotions you guys are, is that a correct emotion for me to feel in when yeah. thinking of that, or is there anything in particular that you guys want listeners to kind of like go through or experience when kind of listening to that, or? Um, I think it's all up to the person who's listening to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a relative thing. If For sure. one person could feel this and another person could feel a different thing, so if you vibe to it and For sure. you resonate in, with it in any way, I guess like that's good. So. Do you write all, all the lyrics? Yeah. Cool. Is that how like strong structure that goes? You. Uh, you kind of do, hey, don't have boom, Ryan. You write, write the lyrics first, and you guys kind of piece music around it, or could you guys take me through like song structure really quick? Um, like, usually someone will just have an idea, if it's like a riff or a melody or something, then we'll kind of jam on that. Then usually I don't have lyrics done until like I have it, like the melodies written with mm -hmm. the whole song, but yeah, lyrics usually come down, so. Very cool, nice. Um, to take us through playing Warp Tour, how was that? It was, it was really cool. Um, <laughs> It's kind of a dream true. Oh when yeah, I, when of I was course. a kid, I was yeah. like, oh, that'd be cool That's to play badass. that, but it'll never happen. And so that, that was really sweet. Um, we we had to load in like from a really long ways away. <laughs> so, Where were we coming from? Uh, well, we like it was like a mile, I think, from the parking lot to, or maybe like a half a mile. Oh, I don't know. It was a long way. We <laughs> were tired. Back but, in my uh, day, I had to walk a mile. So when they tell you, like, you know. You have these dreams when you're younger, and you're like, oh, I want to do this. And then when you actually have those dreams happen, you realize that you have to stand in a parking lot for like 14 hours. <laughs> and, and you like blasted through a case of water already, and everybody's dehydrated. And you'd already like, you know, gone on no sleep. And like the dream was uh, definitely like strangely dissolved. It was a it was a cool experience. <laughs> I, like, there's no way I, Keeps you hungry I would for definitely the next do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's always one of those things where I like, have this idea in my head and then when it actually happens, you're like, oh, like this is what they do. Everybody like in the crew just seemed tired. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a pessimist, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh That's all good. I think I have enough optimism to cancel it out. We'll you know, come together with some good yin and yang stuff. So. What, are you guys uh, working on some new jams? Working on like a full length or any any kind of stuff, hot stuff coming up? They can let us know. Uh, we're, we're in the very early stages of it. Yeah. Um, talking about it at this point, um, just kind of getting there right now, I would say. Yeah, very cool. Um, when it came out, I believe 
your uh, recent release was on Billboard, like okay. hot. What was it? Hot like a releases hot coming up? It, it was it was like a very very obscure, very specific chart. It was like the, it's, it's still a chart. It was like the north <laughs> northwest like, heat seeker is <laughs> number seven. It was a great participation trophy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Everyone has enough of those, right? Hell yeah. Um, Parents thought it was cool. That's what it's yeah, all yeah. about. <laughs> Parents think it's tight. That's how to do this. What uh? Let's see. What do you got? Any what? What bands you guys listen to right now? Anyone? Anyone hot? You're jamming. Oh uh, well, playing this weekend on Saturday is a band called Crumb across the street at the 1867. They're from I think Brooklyn, and they've they've, they've just been blowing me away. I've been listening to them for a little while now, so I'm really excited to see them this weekend. Uh, I've been really into From Indian Lakes like yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's like all I really want to listen to every day. So cool. <laughs> Are you anything? Uh, the New Citizen is going to be hey. the best record of uh, 2017. Yeah, they're coming through Sound on Sound Festival in oh, Austin, sick. and I'm on that, and I'm going to be peeping them because I do like yeah, them. I was really into the album Youth. Oh yeah, um, for sure. So I was like, I'm excited to see what their newer their newer sound was. Um, I, yeah. There was the one before that everyone goes to heaven. Yeah, everybody's going to heaven. Yeah, I listened to that when I was on a road trip, and I was like, this is good. They're good. I'm excited to see. They're yeah. in Turnstile. They're oh, like, shit. Yeah. That'd be cool. And uh, a new Mastodon EP I've been jamming out a lot. They're Ma Mastodon. Oh, Mastodon. Yeah, they're a little bit heavier, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Who's that? Fart Can I curse? No, yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's chill time. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Culture abuse uh, just put out a new single and it's really good. Wait, did they put out another one? Uh, no, it came out like a month ago, but it's new to me. That's my favorite band right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they out of? Uh, they're from Southern California, but um, they've done a lot of touring. Uh, they're coming through sometime in, uh, with that Waves tour. Yeah, in Joyce Manor. In Joyce Manor, yeah. Um, you, you guys have toured a lot together, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nate and I have. <laughs> yeah. What, out of all your adventures, would you say, if you can recall, like a crazy tour story uh, or adventure? <laughs> you know the Man, like it's it's strange because it always gets brought up and I never know how to talk about it because it's <laughs> such a weird situation. Um, but we were in uh, Daytona Beach or Panama City. It was Panama City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we see it at this really sketchy hotel. Uh, we couldn't um, all stay in the room because they paid by person or something like that. It was weird. Uh, it was the cheapest motel it was the cheapest, in all of yeah, Panama City. It was so. the cheapest hotel, but uh, we had... Um, there was two of our guys that stayed in the van that like, people kept waking them up in the middle of the night, like, um, asking, you know, what they were doing in the van, which they saw some really sketchy things go down, but... Uh, in the morning when we were uh, getting ready to drive off, some uh, kind of sketchy looking lady uh, came up to us and asked us for a ride. And we we're like, hey, like, you know, we are just a band and have all of our gear in this trailer and we're like sitting on top of it. So it's not gonna happen. And her boyfriend comes up and we realized he had like swastika tattoos on his like head and he was African-American. He had the word skinhead tattooed to it was uh it was just a really strange incident uh 
I still don't understand it completely. But <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah, <laughs> probably nothing, man. Well, there's like a Dave Chappelle skit that's very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he told us he was a white supremacist as well. So yeah, he was a white supremacist too, which I don't know, man. That's weird. That is very weird. Jeez, a dumb idiot. <laughs> and uh, how how did you come into the band, Jason? Um, so like. At the time that we were playing that show, my friend Evan Fisbeck was drumming, and um, he just isn't a drummer. <laughs> and um, Ransom hit me up, and he was like, you know, you gotta have Skinner play drums, or it's gonna be pretty bad. Things could happen. And um, <laughs> after that, pretty much, uh, Ransom got Nathan and I together, and then we all just started jamming, and now we're here. So. That's awesome, hell yeah. Uh, you guys got a good practice space? Yeah, we, yeah. We, uh, we have a, like three of us live together. Like I live with uh, Nate and Nathan, okay. and we can just practice in our base basement. Our landlord's really cool; he doesn't really care. Nice. We we got, I think we got the cops called on us once the very first time we practiced. Um, we were done by like eight thirty or nine, and then like nine thirty, the cop comes knocking on our door. We're like, we've been done for a half hour. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, though we haven't had any problems since, so it's like, it's cool to just have it, the space downstairs where we can go and just jam whenever we want. Hell yeah, very cool. Nathan, uh, you own your own business, Relentless Screen Printing, March. Yeah. been printing on some cool stuff for bands and businesses. Could you speak to that for a little bit, like uh, how it started is basically, did you start it like out of your home and then it's gravitated to like a smaller studio and then a bigger space and now you got your own store? So Did you start it in Kearney? Yeah, we started in Kearney and we mainly, we, well we printed for our, our friend Ransom's band and like printed for a couple of our bands. Um, but we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We fucked up so much shit. And can we swear here? We, we can swear, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a good story to Yeah, like uh, we started in this like small, like our, our the basement, my brother's like bedroom. And then eventually like we, I think we bought like a kit off of like a website. Um, and then like, I don't know, graduated into a, a four star, or a full four stall, uh, like a, garage and then like just kind of kept doing it and eventually like uh, a lot of I don't know we had more business in Lincoln so we moved to Lincoln and kind of suckered a bunch of our friends to move with us and well a lot of them already like had been trying to sucker us to move up here too so yeah it, it just kind of started growing and now I don't know through touring I've made a lot of like contacts with management and like we get some like kind of cooler, like bigger bands, some strange washed-up yeah. bands. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> who's uh, who's yeah. a couple of your favorites that you people hit you up? And you're like, oh well, no way. Um, I think uh, I don't know. Who are you thinking? I, I like doing like city cop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah city cop. I mean, we, yeah, we have like Gleamer is one Gleamer. of our right. like oh, that's very cool community favorite bands. <laughs> Um, and then, I don't know, we print for, a, like, Bet Life we're doing next mm -hmm. week, and we print a lot of their merch. Uh, we do, like, Thousand Foot Crutch, which is, like, a, a weird, like, high school, like, yeah. dream of mine. So, which, you know, the dream becoming the reality, we have to print it. They normally hit us up, like, three days before the show and expect it to be done. So, 
<laughs> I probably should say that. Yeah, yeah, double time it. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to listen to it. I don't know. They might. I don't know. They can like SEO search for their name and audio recording. I don't think they're going to be like, let me check That's out this listening to the podcast. <laughs> I think we're safe. But if we're not, y'all rule. So that's up there. Oh um, man, what's going on? What else? Let's see. What's going on crazy? You guys got anything crazy going on? Anything new? Anything fun? Any new adventures? Booking some tours? Yeah, music? Yeah, Don't get excited music. We're touring uh, the first of November. We have a couple tours we haven't announced, but yeah. um, we're touring with this band called Household. Uh, they're, they're a sick band. Um, yeah. We're touring with them early November, and then late November we're going out with a band called Comrades. Um, yeah. Oh, is that, the, is that a, a husband and wife? Too yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen them play before. They shred. They yeah. like, they like loop everything. Yeah, and they're just did a tour with Norma Jean and Ooh. a couple other things. We're running out of time though. Yeah, we're. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Yeah, I don't believe it's come through yet. Uh, when are you guys opening up for the Men Singers? October 11th. Is that right? And then we have a festival here the 13th. Checking their phones right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going with October 11th. We got three minutes before we have the show. Yeah, for showtime. Well, hey, Salt Creek, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you, everyone, for peeking the Listener Room pod. Um, stay tuned for Friday and Saturday of Lincoln Calling. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. Thanks, dude. Peace out. Thanks. <laughs> thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us, man. Session two of the Listening Room podcast. I'm comedian Joey Zimmerman uh, here at Lincoln Kong Music Festival. Thank you guys so much for listening in and hanging out. I got some awesome guests for night two here. Um, starting things off, we have Josh Hoyer of Josh Hoyer and the Soul Colossal. Josh, thank you so much for being on, man. My pleasure, Joey. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Um, yeah, I'd just like to have a conversation with you about your story and music and uh, the future and how things tend to go. So how long, how long have you been, when was the first time you put your hands on the keys? Um, well, I had lessons when I was little and uh, didn't like them at all. So <laughs> I think I only lasted a couple of lessons and uh, I was just kind of bored with being uh, real structured with piano. Yeah. So I quit and didn't return to piano until I was uh, probably 23, I think, 22, 23. Cool. Did you so, do, uh, start picking up, get back in a band or like your own solo stuff? Yeah, uh, I played saxophone. Okay, yeah. School. How many other yeah uh, instruments do you play? That's do you know? It. Yeah, just horn and, and piano. I play on drums, but it's nothing anybody wants to listen to. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I played uh, saxophone through through school and stuff, and then uh, I wanted to write my own music, and it's, it's tough to write on, on saxophone. So mm. I picked up keys, like my little Roland uh, synthesizer thing, and Tried, tried my hand at that and do you, kept growing at it. Do you remember your like first show 
your first like live show or the first time you played in front of people or like what it looked like? What do you what was the, the yeah that experience? I was pretty little. Um, I don't remember it all that well. I was I was uh, six years old when I first performed in front of people. My folks put me in a talent show because I guess I was just always <laughs> singing and dancing around the house. And my dad taught at a high school here in North of Town uh, in Malcolm. And so I went out to the Malcolm High School talent show and did uh, Hurt So Good Ooh. by John Cougar. And uh, I remember the girls like screaming and stuff. And I really liked that. That's a good sign. So that was cool. And then you're like, I, got, I guess I got to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause you you are a family man. How'd you meet your wife? Was it through music or show? She like talked to you after her show. You're like you're real good. Yeah, that's that's funny you ask. Uh, she had no idea that I was a musician, and then I, I met cool. her through the zoo bar. I was bartending there, and then she uh, she also had one shift. I had one shift, and then she took the other shifts I thought I was gonna get. So at first <laughs> I didn't like her too much, but I worked on her for a long time, trying to get to know her, and, and finally she let me in and. Uh, yeah, then I, she learned I was a musician and things like that. And awesome. So yeah, she had no idea. Now you have two beautiful little girls? Two little girls. Awesome. What eight, are their ages? Eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah, Avery and Clara. Awesome. So, Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, you uh, a couple months ago just got back from touring internationally? Yeah. We, yeah. we were in uh, Europe all of March. We did 26 dates in 32 days. So. Is that where you recorded in Brussels? We did. Yeah. yeah. How was that? Can you talk about that experience, that uh, that album recording? It was it was really cool. Uh, we actually opened for a band uh, called the Delta Saints okay. in, in a really nice uh, theater called the Ancient Belgique, and uh, it was it was cool. But we only had like forty minutes mm-hmm. to play. So it's it's like, yeah, I listened to that of, album on on Spotify. Yeah. Every listeners, please check that out. It's just is it it's just Josh Foyer and this whole colossal live at Ancient Belgique? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So it was, it was cool, man. I mean, we're used to playing uh, multiple sets. Yeah. So to, to get everything packed into 40 minutes or whatever, it's a different mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was really, really cool, man. The whole trip was was awesome. Oh, yeah, that took a couple months? Uh, just one month. Just one month. Played 26 right. shows in 32 days oh, in seven different countries. So it was, it was work. Yeah. Hard. Is that something you guys, like, had... Uh... You yourself kind of booked and settled out, or is that something some after some appearance on The Voice kind of got you exposure? Now is that that actually like uh, I, that The Voice was was aired when we were in Europe. Okay. So it was, it was kind of interesting uh, to to feel that juxtaposition because there's definitely a different mentality between uh, <laughs> the pop television world in America okay. and, the, and just the you know kind of the roots music scene in, in Europe is is really healthy and vibrant and. So it's just, it was pretty wild to, yeah. to experience both kind of at the same time. But uh, an agency uh, heard of us through a friend in Nashville, Tight. checked out our music and asked us to come over and Very cool. So, yeah. That's we'll awesome. Going back in August next year. So. Nice. Cool. I got things set up. Yeah. <laughs> and from The Voice, do you have, uh, do you have Blake Shelton's phone number? Can we uh, get yeah. him on the pod right sure. now? Sure, everybody can <laughs> hit me up with five dollars. Call and, him. <laughs> and I will give you Blake Shelton's phone number. Five dollars. <laughs> Josh at joshwayer.com. Yeah, yeah, send that an email. <laughs> no, I don't have his number. Yeah, okay. Um, that must be, it's pretty hard to be gone a lot with your family and keeping a very extensive like touring schedule. Um, yeah, from your your wife and from your little girls. Um, could you speak to a couple times where you've had to make some kind of, perhaps some important decisions 
about whether like, uh, if you should stay home or not, or if yeah, if this is something you talk to them and be like, they know like you got to go on the road again. Can you just can you speak to that a little bit about being yeah. a father and being yeah. having to like tour extensively and yeah. trying to make that make it work? Yep, it's, it's that's the hardest part. Um, you know, I feel very lucky and blessed to be able to do what I love to do for a living. But yeah, it's it's time consuming and. Uh, most of the time, for touring musicians, you just spend in a van or in a bus or whatever. If you're lucky enough to have a bus, uh, which we're not, so a lot of time in a van, and that's the the, the kind of the downfall. Is that the eight hours in between shows where you're just away? You know, I love playing, but sitting there going to the next gig is tough. And you're missing those quality moments with your with your children and your wife, and they're growing the entire time you're gone. Um, yeah, it's constantly. I mean, to be honest, most nights when I get home from a gig and I'm going into the hotel room, I'm like, this is, it breaks your heart. Yeah. Because you know that, you know, kids, they need you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be there. There's, but there's a, be in two places a comedian once. who kind of taught me a lesson who, I think it yeah, translates very well here. His name's Billy Wayne Davis. And he talks about, like, when he gets, mainly it's like, because uh, he's a family man too, he's like, when he gets paid to be at places, it's like, that's the main reason why you're paying these, because you're, I'm spending time away from my family. Right. It's like, you're paying me to not sleep in the same bed as my wife tonight. That's really what it comes down to. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you, uh, do they ever get you good, like, you know, if I ever have, like, letters sent to you, or FaceTime, show you drawings, or is there... <laughs> you know, it's funny, because we do FaceTime uh, every now and then, but it's mostly, that they just kind of goof off when they have, it's like, oh, look at Mac, a big funny face, and, you know. I think we have better conversations when we're just on the, on the phone. But, uh, you know, I try to send postcards and things like that when we're, we're gone for long, longer some, periods of time. Send them some antiques or something fun from, like, a city you're in. Always bring home gifts. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, that's the main thing. It's just, uh, it's, it's constantly uh, kind of weighing those, those two priorities. And, uh, I'm still going to keep doing music for, for a little while, but I don't know how long. Because, uh, you know, if I'm needed at home... Uh, and the kids, they're, they're number one, so obviously, um, I'm hoping to keep continuing making it work, but yeah. we'll see what the future holds. Exactly, very cool. Um, could you, do you have any um, fun, just talk about some fun parenting stories with your with your daughters, yeah. anything fun with like, uh, is, do you, you, did they come out to some shows in here, or like some big parks? Um, yeah. Whenever there's like outdoor festivals here, like at yeah. Branch, Branch Oaks, don't they have some? Yeah, they did the uh, Folk and Roots Festival out there. Yeah. We played that, uh, not this year, but last year. And uh, actually, the kids didn't make it out to that one. But yeah, if we play outdoor shows here in town or maybe up in Omaha, they, they try to come out as often as they can with, with Sarah, my wife. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, neither of my girls are shy. So that's cool. They just get right up front and dance. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, how do they like the music? (laughs) My oldest always wants to introduce the band, and you know, it's super cool. So yeah, it's uh, it's really neat to have them involved. I mean, that's the happiest you'll ever see me is when I get to do both things that I love so much: be a dad and play music at the same time. That's the biggest smile you ever see out of me. So yeah, that's good. You. do they kind of know, this is like, at least maybe the eight-year-old, since she has perhaps more cognizance of what she might want to be or what she sees and experiences. Is she like, is she get any musically inclined, such as yourself? Is she, she wants to be a singer. That's there what we go. she wants to do. I just, I just keep telling her, don't. Send her Gwen Stefani. Don't do it. Don't do it, <laughs> Don't do it. Um, but, 
uh, whatever she wants to be, I mean, I got her back. So um, she's taking some guitar lessons, just started guitar lessons on Mike McCracken here in town. Nice. But, um, she's digging that. And we'll see, I don't know, if, I mean, it's, I just want them to be kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, Come on. Uh, if they're into Shut it, they're into it. The or... Yeah, I don't know. No, I just want them to enjoy their youth as long as possible. Definitely. Very cool. <laughs> um, so you, uh, yeah, you, your band used to be called the Shadow Boxers, now with the Soul Fossil, different little ensemble. I know you have a couple uh, members. Some members are the same, mm-hmm. and some are different. Um, did you speak to how your current band members, how you how you know all the guys, or how the story came together of how you all started playing music together and sure. decided to like make this uh, a thing? Yeah, I tell you, I mean. Uh, or how long have you known? Or what's the oldest? How long have you known? Like the oldest member of the band, or like you've been friends for a long ass time? Uh, you know, Benji and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, but not like he's not like a super old friend or anything. He's uh, one of my best friends. Nice. I mean, we're brothers at this point, and that's why I prefer to have um, in a band is people that really, truly have each other's back and, and really buy into it because it, it gets to be very trying on, on everyone's patience when you're on the road. So you gotta have people that realize this, this is not an easy haul, man, and that they're willing to, to step up for each other and, and help out as much as they can with each other and that are able to kind of balance their emotions and, and their needs. Uh, some of them won't get met when you're on the road. It's just the reality of it. So, you know, uh, it's not for everybody. Yeah. But the people that I have in the band right now, I feel very happy with and very, very thankful for them to be in the band. I treat them like my brothers. And no, as you should, yeah. You gotta have that, that relationship. Yeah. They, so is everyone kind of like just friends from the past that you've known and be like, hey man, you want to hop on drums or you want to hop on bass for this? Or did you have to go through some like audition processes? Yeah, it was, uh, Benjamin is probably, you know, as far as friends go, uh, you know, that, that he's my buddy in the band that I knew. Other than, but we we met through music too, mm-hmm. so it's not like uh, I've had I've, I've had people where uh, you know they're professionals and they want to play, and I provide an opportunity for them to play and do what they love and get on the road, and and then we develop our friendships as as we go. But mostly it's a business decision at this point uh, who's in the band and who's not in the band. It's 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 a business for me, so it's. It's a little different. Um, it's not ideal sometimes, you know. Uh, you get people that you hire in a, with a business decision in mind, and then they turn out to be someone you don't know. You didn't think they were, you know, someone that they didn't portray themselves as, yeah. right? And uh, so I've been through that before. I got burned a couple times, but uh, like I said, I'm very happy now. We formulate our friendships and brotherhood as we go down, down the road together. Very cool. Yeah. Good. Um, no, you're releasing, or it might have been released already. I'm not sure. You're solo. Album? Or is yeah, that... I, I don't know. I play solo shows every now and then. Some people ask me to, to put that on, on a record. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just be sitting at a piano playing some cover songs. Okay. It's just a fun little thing. Yeah. I spend a couple hours behind the piano playing a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Could do, that could be a thing, yeah, to diversify your kind of reach or do you ever want to play? Because that would be hard, I guess, touring with like a band. You could do like your solo stuff one day, and then like full band some night. Do you ever uh, anticipate kind of going on the road as a just a solo musician when maybe the rest of the gang is tied up with some other stuff, or it's? I'm gonna take one little trip like that uh, towards the end of the year. But the only reason I, I lined it up is because uh, I wasn't sure where we were at. Um, like you said, sometimes life gets you know 
other the guys had needs other than, than playing sometimes and uh, uh, we came across a road where I needed to do something a little bit different but but I prefer to play as a band mm -hmm. the energy that we have as a unit that's that's what I'm about I don't want to go out there drive down the roads all by myself and play to people all by myself I don't know yeah. it gets pretty it gets pretty the road, the road is lonely yeah man so uh, Next year we'll be doing all band shows. And I play a few solo shows. Local. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. What cities are you hitting next year? Well, we got the European. How big? How, yeah. How long of the tour is like a month span again, or it depends. We'll see. I'm yeah, still working on stuff, stuff, but we're gonna do a trip to the southeast in January, and uh, that'll be a couple weeks. And then we'll do like a two and a half, three week uh, ski tour out to the mountains, that kind of thing. And then uh, we'll see what comes of spring and summer, and then we'll head out to Europe in the fall. So very cool, very exciting. Um, hey, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's kind yeah, of all the questions I have for you. Um, you're going to be at Duffy's Tavern tonight, backdoor stage, eight o'clock, eight fifteen, eight fifteen, eight fifteen. Awesome. So yeah, everyone, please peep that show out. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Hold that. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Josh. Uh, thank you, everyone, for hanging out here. Um, thank you for our listeners uh, tuning in. Um, up next, very, very talented dude. Very cool dude. Um, everyone. But hey, yeah, we got some audience here. Please give a warm welcome to Rock Schlesinger of Black Play. Hey, Rock. Dude, thank you so much for coming on to hang out with me. Hey, thanks for having me. How's the day going so far? Getting ready for Charlie XCX tomorrow? I DJing tonight for Face the Killer? I Got a full plate. Lincoln Calling has been crazy for me since it started <laughs> yesterday, so I'm happy to be part of it as much as I am. Awesome. Um, for people that don't know, uh, Plaque Blake uh, makes... Uh, I don't want to bash me if I make your genre of your music wrong. It's uh, industrial uh, noise dance. Music, some leather, leather daddy disco music. Is that kind of what the full title is? <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you kind of? Actually, I think it, that's exactly what the title is. There it is. When I saw, because I saw, I showed my girlfriend. She loves her Instagram. Which I'm like, this is one of my favorite artists in Lincoln, Thanks. and she's like, what is this? I'm like, it's like a, almost like a, satanic disco Lady Gaga. Is that a? <laughs> do you, are you okay with that? Um, yeah, I mean, that works too. <laughs> I, I like, all of those descriptions are exactly what I am, so, uh, awesome. every, you know, Plaque Leg's like a electronic body music type of project, it's industrial, it's dance music, it's punk, it's, uh, it's a little bit of everything, it's yeah. homoerotic, it's sexy it's dirty it's, it's very sexy it's sometimes scary um yeah I don't know. one time uh you had a show at vega opening up for power man 5000 yeah. and i remember um seeing some people kind of yeah get turned away being almost too shocked <laughs> yeah. and leaving but then spider the front man of power man they played their first song or whatever, and then he came out and he's like, said something to the extent of like, I saw all you pussies when the opener like walk away, and he's like, that was the most metal thing I've seen in like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel kind of doing some shows here in town, because there aren't so many acts that either necessarily come through, or who are here who have like ish, same style of music. How do you feel about being on some different bills that are kind of 
for your sake, more variety than anything else. Just trying to hopefully maybe get everyone to get that experience across, you know? Or is it difficult trying to be on some of these variety bills? Um, I actually like it. I kind of sometimes I prefer it because it bring it does bring a variety and it does kind of make something like my project stand out even more. Um, I kind of try to use that to my advantage. Sometimes if it's like a bill that I might be like the total weird thing of it, then it's gonna be even stand more weird. Down. Yeah, I want it to be like crazy and I want it to be fun. So if people are turned off by it, that's also funny too. I'm not trying to like push people away. Sometimes if they don't want to be part of it, then bye, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I like to, um, I like that interaction. It's kind of funny because uh, I've even seen pictures of people just have this shock look on their face and I'm like right behind them. You know what stays with them. You can then, yeah, probably the next day they're hanging to hang with their friends and they're going to be like, you have no idea what I just saw right. last night. Right, as long <laughs> as they're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, when did the like the whole idea of Black Blake begin or start? Because I know you 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 drum in like a metal uh, metal band, um, Ezra. Um, yeah, I do now. Yeah, also. Oh, um, oh, was was it Vickers as well? Yeah, I was doing that project as well. I I played in drums in this band Wastoid for a long time. Okay, I was kind of my. Uh, is that your first, first musical adventure? Cool. Well, no, it's not, it wasn't my first, but it was my first like main project where you know we released records and did a lot of touring and stuff like that. Very cool. Um, so yeah, when did uh, the ideas start forming for like, Black Blade? Um, Black Blade was sort of this like joke side project we created from Wasteoid. It was me and the bass player from Wasteoid, Jeff. And uh, we thought it would be funny. See, we're into more than just metal music. So we listen to dance music or pop music or disco or... I don't know, everything, I guess. So it, we thought it'd be funny to start a band that was like like a noise project meets like like, like a Madonna record skipping for 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, so that was like a, just a funny project we did or it was something that we wanted to be like just weird and something fun to do that was more than just like our metal band, which was what we were doing all the time. But at the same time, I was booking bands in Lincoln so I was bringing touring bands here all the time, and they weren't always just, you know, punk or metal bands. Sometimes they were, they were the weirdest band I probably ever have seen in this town. So I wanted a project where I could also play those shows too. But the whole concept is it started um, on Halloween in 2001, and uh, we played in this record store in Lincoln downtown called Zero Street Records. We played in their window for four hours straight on Halloween while people walked by going bar hopping or whatever. And, uh, it was like exactly what we wanted. We got the funniest reactions from people and we saw, you know, people show all sorts of body parts at us. And uh, that was the funniest part. But it was just like a project we wanted to do is just be kind of stupid and fun. And then uh, it just started kind of taking off in a weird way because we were sort of playing shows with kind of relevant touring bands or whatever yeah. at the time so there was the name was starting starting to get kind of passed around and stuff so because uh, <clears throat> yeah now you get shit flown out to places like chicago and san fran so it's definitely yeah it's it's taken off some more um, yeah it's definitely i mean it's become a, a more of a legit project like i really took it full time like six years ago now okay and uh it was just something I wanted, like, I was done with my other bands, I lost my friend Jeff, and so I was like, I'm taking this project full time, and gonna make it up something, so I kind of just like, 
up the ante a little bit and made it more specific songwriting styles and and a little bit noisier, more of a look, more of an image and stuff. So yeah, kind of keeping it in the same, but you know, making it more of my own thing. Where uh, it was time to just start pushing those projects further. Definitely, because I've I haven't seen you because I've yeah I've been away for uh, here in Lincoln. I haven't seen you perform for a couple of years, but I've seen some pictures. Looks like now you have your partner on stage. Um, is he doing the light rig with you on stage, or is he on like a little midi back there? Yeah. Or is it... um, well, everything that I'm not doing, he's doing for me. Cool. <laughs> so it's like controlling the music, controlling the lights. Um, <clears throat> he basically does everything that I'm not doing. So uh, it's he's been a huge help to this project and a huge uh, help. Or it's been a great addition to this project. Actually. Yeah, I'd say. I mean. The pictures look tight. I'm excited to see for Charlie tomorrow. It'll yeah, cool. Um, how are you feeling for that show? I'm super excited because it's like a, it's this is one of probably the biggest artists I've shared the stage with. For sure. So I'm just in, I'm just excited to see how people react or like I just like shows like that too that are mm -hmm. super fun and super dancey and kind of as long as people want to party it'll be really fun and awesome. That's fun. But I've been looking forward to it. Like I didn't really. I wasn't sure what to expect at first. It was sort of like, this could be interesting because I, you know, it's like pop radio music, top 40. So I was <laughs> like, this could be maybe a weird show for me to play, but, you know, I want to take advantage of that and like everything. So, no, of course. Um, but after seeing her last Lollapalooza concert recently this summer, it completely changed everything. It's like, this is going to be so awesome. Yeah. She, just her performance is super fun and she just seems super pro and I don't know, I think it'll be really exciting for Lincoln Calling for sure. Oh, Lincoln, Lincoln in general needs stars like that or pop yeah. stars or just people like that coming here and kind of boosting the scene a little bit, yeah, yeah, changing things up. Um, Speaking to that, like uh, a variety of opening for pop stars, like I know you get flown out to these different cities all the time where there are some similar, like adult and three teeth, um, these projects that are a little similar to yours. Have you ever thought about um, almost relocating with this project to a different city, or are you like being known uh, as being from like Nebraska, kind of like of all places, with this kind of uh, almost um, elaborate idea? I do have like a lot of pride in saying I'm from Nebraska because I. Yeah. It's one of those things where you go out on the road and people are like, "What? The, the, that's from Nebraska? Like, are you kidding me?" Or like, it's just unexpected, and I really like that reaction and response. But you know, like, there's so many times where I'm like, I should just be living in LA, or we should be living in San Francisco, or you know, wherever. But I just feel like. Lincoln is a good spot because it's right in the middle of the country. You can kind of travel everywhere equally. And uh, it's cheap to live here and it allows me or allows us to do this and travel and be weirdos around the country. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the name has been getting out because I've become with some uh, some friends with some artists in Austin who do yeah, some musical, industrial, uh, noise type of projects. Nice. And I do wear your, I wear your t-shirt around sometimes because um, People who produce this podcast, um, Ethan Billups, he has a, a noise project called Body Tape. And then when I went to a show, I wore a, a black leg shirt. And everyone's like, oh, black leg, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, it's getting worth getting out. So yeah. you feel free, dude, to come into Austin anytime. And I got a guest room you can crash at. Both nice, you can... Yeah. I mean, if you're up for partying, oh, yeah. that's a good sign. I'm up for partying. What's, uh, <laughs> do you have any. Uh, I bet there has to be someone that comes to mind. Any crazy tour stories? Some crazy nights? 
If um, you can maybe think of one. This is always the question where I'm like, uh, what is my crazy story? <laughs> or what even uh, means crazy? Or one time where, I mean, one time where you're just like, oh boy. <laughs> um, I, I honestly don't have that many crazy stories, I feel like. I mean, I'm not really sure I, what you define as crazy, too. But uh, I don't know, I guess... I would say my crazy moment was performing in Lincoln, Nebraska, actually. And I, <laughs> I uh, was on stage and cracked my head open on a, like a Damn. sprinkler system. <laughs> on the ceiling? Yeah. And, you uh, just getting bucked? Did you climb like a <laughs> I just smashed my head and fell over really hard and grabbed my head and I was bleeding all over the place. So it was like a good like shock therapy kind of. Oh. Did you still go? Did you keep going? Um, I did for like five seconds and then realized I'm done and I just, I'm hurt. Yeah, like I had blood running down my arm and it was like time to stop. When was that? Was that cut like this was early uh, on? this was like three years ago now. Yeah. But it was playing at the Bourbon and it was just like a one of those nights where it not everything went the way it should have, but yeah. one of the, it was it made for good photos. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say your fo- like uh, your Instagram presence is awesome. Like your photos on there are like always so great and very striking. Um, do you think that's a good way to like kind of do you, like post on there strategically to try to get like more engagement or like uh, how many I guess people I mean found out about your music by seeing some awesome photos on on the Instagram and like commenting in and then viewing in or did they drop you any DMs? Um, yeah, I mean I get a lot of strange mail from people, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I don't know, Instagram's actually been this crazy boost in my career because it's because my uh, this project is so image-based yeah. as well. So, yeah, I guess I would, I don't really just want to like post whatever photos all the time, but I don't really, sometimes it just matters how I'm feeling, I guess, but I, I do really think about it a lot, probably more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, speaking to, yeah, that visual element, um, as, as you keep progressing, you ever think you're gonna throw like a like a visualizer, a projector, some things going on in the background to help like? Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Uh, I I'm traditional in the sense that I really like banners on stage. Oh yeah, it's okay. like a like a symbol or a band. Are that boombox you got? Yeah, like the boombox is like a good addition. Um, eventually, I'd like to do some projections and some more light stuff. And uh, I mean, I I had some projections in LA recently, so. It's cool. cool, but it like uh, one thing that it, it might take away a little bit from just the you factor. A little it. bit, it makes it just like the room a little bit brighter, and mm. it changes like our. That's where your strokes come in. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's something to really think about and make it work into this project too. Um, when you were little growing up, what was your like your like the first concert you ever been to? Uh, my first concert was Motley Crue, oh, and yeah. I was nine years old, and my brothers took me, or my brother Scott took me, and uh, Motley Crue was my favorite band at that time, and so it was a complete dream come true moment, yeah. and I'll never forget it. So, <clears throat> when did like the idea for be like I want to play some music? When were you like in your first band or your first project? It was like that when you said earlier? Uh, my first said- band was I was. 13 in my first band. Nice. Luckily, I grew up in a family where people played music my entire life. So my dad used to play drums, so there were always drums around. My brother, who's 10 years older than me, played guitar ever since I can remember. So there was always guitar playing. 
or I could always do those things. And uh, so I started playing guitar as I became like a you know a teenager and 13, 14 started a band with my friends called Wish and it was like 90s very alternative music like a Nirvana Smashing Pumpkins influence thing that became like this more like what my brother called Smashing Pumpkins meets Cannibal Corpse. Okay. <laughs> so it was like a project we were doing throughout high school and uh, when that band kind of you know died out once we started to graduate or whatever uh, I uh, wanted to start a band, like a power violence band, because I was starting to be into the grindcore music and really aggressive metal and punk. So I wanted to, like, I want to start a super fast band, super fast drummer. But I didn't know anybody that played drums like that, so I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> and I just taught myself how to do that. And uh, I've been playing drums for, you know, 20 years now, so. Cool. I never stopped and I just kept doing that. I never was trained to play drums. I just taught myself how to play as the fastest blast beats I could and that's just how it all worked out for me. Nice DIY from the start. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Where'd uh, the name for Clack play, where'd that come up about? Or just like a fun little switcheroo you thought of or is there um, a story behind it? I mean, I don't even really remember. It was just like something that we were just joking about, like Clack play, it's funny. And then Blake or ended up being a word that translates into joke in French. Huh? So it became like this, well, it is the joke that, yeah. you know, so it was kind of worked as that. But uh, I don't know, it's just a dumb play on words, you know, like the Black Plague was like this horrible uh, thing that happened in the world, this horrible, you know, tragedy. But, you know, we want to be kind of horrible in that sense too, but also kind of, you know, joke around with it as well. Definitely. Make, make fun of, Make light of everything. You know? Yeah. What's uh? Could you speak to any future releases or any? What's the future of like for Black Blood? You look, we're working on some new music at the moment, or? Um. Yeah. I, I am currently working on new stuff. I just released a new album on this New York label called Ormolica Records. Okay. Which is more of like a hip hop noise label. Interesting. And so it was a label that I actually at one time contacted me like, hey, I'd like to do a record with you, and uh, I just really liked the way his records and cassettes looked. Mm -hmm. It has this just nice style to it that I really am drawn to. So <clears throat> I went with that label and uh, he wanted to do a cassette and vinyl release. And so I kind of had things ready to go and had been working in the studio and that became, the cassette was released this summer and uh, the vinyl was kind of being released, released at any moment. So we're just, I'm waiting for that to happen. And then, uh, while that's out right now, I'm working on a remix album. So I've been, okay. I've sent out, you know, packages to all sorts of people, and whoever's sending them back to me, you know, there's there's some really good ones. It's kind of making me, uh, it, it's hard to choose now because there's so many good ones. So uh, I'm gonna release some sort of remix, probably CD or something. Because that's the other thing. Like I always want to release vinyl or cassettes, but then I'll this year for some reason everyone's been like. Don't you have CDs for sale? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking into maybe doing that. Cool. Yeah, I know you. Uh, I was. I peeped it uh, a couple of days ago. You released a, a mixtape, 
Right, yeah. What, uh, I like how you go in now to the, like this uh, DJ kind of what you're doing today for Takes the Killer. Right. Um, could you, yeah, um, is this, uh, I think that started a couple years ago where you got more into like DJing or just playing like uh, some of your favorite tracks kind of matched together. Yeah. Um, yeah, could you speak a little about a little bit now? Just like, uh, are you are you gonna try to pursue that some more? Just like DJ oh, yeah. some gigs when like some nights where you don't have to do the Black Blake performance, just do like a locate DJ set, or right, even yeah. as cases like rapping over it, you do that for like some more artists. Oh yeah, I mean definitely will keep doing that. Um, I've done just some, I mean you know I DJ shows here and there, <laughs> and it's just something. It's like, I don't want to play every show, but like, it's a good, like, I like to, you know, I want to be the DJ of this party or this show or whatever. And it's just like another way of getting myself out there too. And, and DJing is just fun and it's, you know, it's a party always. So the mixtapes were started, you know, I'm just really into, you know, like techno dance mixtapes and mixes and stuff like that. So I was approached by a couple like clothing labels initially to do, you know, a mixtape for their, uh, label and uh, it was just you know I'm not like your typical DJ yeah. you know, super beat matching and stuff I, I like to consider it more like creating collages of other people's songs including like my songs too yeah. so I try to do the best I can to make like some songs that maybe not go together work together so I just like to play around with that nice. idea a lot <clears throat> the yeah some artists you include could you say just speak to maybe three of your favorite artists at the moment um, are working are people you like to include on my mixtapes yeah um, or some favorites that you always kind of go to when you do a I'm a obsessed with this band called Schleffelgeld from Germany or and uh they're like good like dark body music, kind of dark electronic dance music. And uh, <clears throat> them, I'm, they kind of always make it on their mixes. Um, I'm also into Perk, and it's like a kind of noisy, intense kind of hardcore techno sort of thing. And uh, trying to think who uh, the other bands I made it. It just all depends. Like yeah. it, it kind of changes every time, so I try not to add the same artist a lot too. But there are certain ones like, like I have had Rammstein on a couple of mixes. <laughs> I like their techno remixes and stuff like that. Very cool. Uh, let's see here what time we got. Cool. Um, let's see. Do you out of the times you have performed for tomorrow night's Toronto night show would probably be really cool. Do you have a couple live performances that have been some of your like all time favorites? Or that you've taken some like really great memories out of, or from like times you've, you know, you have that shock on the crowd's face. But has there been a time where you just look out and everyone is just absolutely getting it, and you're like, almost like a like a, a peak moment of like this is like the absolute truth of like why you do this this thing. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had those moments. I feel like Chicago has been a really important city for Black Flag. I feel like every time I play there, the shows just like keep getting bigger and bigger, and people like just dig it. And, you know, I, sometimes I do more DIY style shows there where people are really just up in my face partying and dancing and stuff. And that's awesome. That's what I want. And uh, I recently just played there with Adult and uh, yeah. my friends Hyde. They're from Chicago. And we played at the Empty Bottle there. And that was a sold out show that night. And that was just like a awesome experience for me because I'm such a big fan of Adult. I mean, I've known them for like 11 years now. And just for them to ask me to come open for them, play, you know, be their direct support in Chicago was just like, yes, I want to do that so bad. That's 
this is the kind of things that I'm working to do, or this is what I'm living for. So that's like a really memorable or memorable show for me. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> I played really cool shows. Like last year, I played Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco at the Eagle Tavern, which is like this like legendary leather bar. And uh, Folsom is like this leather extreme BDSM kind of fetish parade in San Francisco every year. And uh, just playing that party was like a good part of like part of my career because Black Leg is so leather based. Yeah, that style complete. Um, so it was <laughs> they, like they love you probably. Yeah, and it was just crazy walking in back like we're walking back into the bar and, and there's a line around the corner of people just waiting to get in and oh. it was just that was crazy just walking into that and just seeing that and like you couldn't even walk through the bar or anything. I mean it's packed there in general for that event but that was just like a huge um, night for me that was like Definitely. you know finally playing full sun you know my my boyfriend's from San Francisco, so it's okay, like cool. cool for us to be part of that together, nice. especially too. And I bet you had some people like after the show, perhaps like waiting to like meet you or like take some photos. Yeah, definitely. Uh, people said some awesome, probably encouraging things about your music. Have people ever approached you about like, like you you helped me in a certain way, like you're like my new favorite artist or like. Oh some, yeah, I mean I have people that come dressed as me, and so <laughs> and, and that's what they want to do is meet me, you know, I'm like, I like to take pictures with people too and stuff like that. So that's like a big part of my fan base. They, they're drawn to this sort of weirdo character that I am and they, you know, they're my biggest support and that's what I want, you know, that's mm -hmm. what I hope for. Um, kind of another memory of that because this uh, one girl came to my show, I played a, at the Viper Room last year and uh, she was like, <coughs> I can't wait to see you. You're my favorite artist and stuff. And I'm like, great. Well, be sure to you know say hi to me yeah, at the show. And uh, she's like, you'll know who I am. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And so I'm like, I'm at the show, and I start playing, and she's standing like right in front. I'm like, that is definitely that person because <laughs> she was dressed as Black Plague. <laughs> and so like, that's super cool. And you know, kind of going back to that memorable show experience like playing at the Viper Room was like a huge deal for me and I've played there a couple times now awesome. with uh, my friends in Three Teeth yeah, so they've invited cool. me to come play there and um, that's just a legendary venue for me because I grew up on heavy metal like 80s heavy metal Sunset Strip stuff so to play on the Sunset Strip was like a dream come true for me so I'll definitely never forget that and it's you know it's where River Phoenix died in front of so you'll <laughs> I mean Corey Feldman might hang out there you never know <laughs> with the angels um, yeah, it was just like weird because um, that was right before Three Teeth went on tour with Tool. So like, mm. I had to go grab some stuff out of the green room really fast, and they were having like a band meeting with the guitar player from Tool. So I was sort of like, uh, <laughs> okay. I just have to get this really quick. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's definitely a crazy part of my life that yeah. I've experienced in that sense. When's the uh, you got a new uh, good tour coming up? Um, some yeah, new dates planned or anything kind of um, popping off in these upcoming months or next year? I, at the moment, well, I, I'm playing in Brooklyn with Adult in November, so that, I haven't been there for two years now, so that'll be a huge show for me, and that's like exactly the kind of show I want to play there. Like, I want to return to New York for sure, but mm -hmm. I want to, like, you know, play the best show I possibly can. <laughs> so I, I mean, I like doing my shows too, but... This will just be like a whole next level show for me, and it'll be great to see a doll again too, and you know, like 
I love that band, so hanging out with them is always just so like, ah, oh, I love this. Yeah, and working with them, it's like, it's a yeah. good universal kind of energy. It's like, it's cool that, yeah, you get to be a part of that experience, that right. shared experience with them. But other than that, it's just been, um, this whole year has been so busy. We've been traveling so much. So it's, we're kind of like at this slowdown period at the moment. I want to start kind of working on a new EP and getting that out. But uh, I'm just kind of, you know, doing month by month, like whoever's inviting me to do stuff, I've been kind of traveling that way. So um, I do have, I want to do a lot more touring next year. Um, I would like, you know, I have like Seattle's a big, uh, it's like a, my next place I really need to go to. I really want to get back to LA and the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Getting back to New York will be great. But I just I need to hit up like, like you said, you live in Austin. I haven't been yeah. to Austin for three years now. So it's like, I need to go to those places too. Definitely, they have a big noise community down there. Right, yeah. And I got a guest room, I'll host you, man. I'll, yeah, I'll, right. I'll show you the sights. And afterwards, you can take a dip in the river, have a nice. swim about it. It'll be good. For uh, listeners coming in, uh, where's the best place to try to find most of your work? Um, YouTube or, you know, like my Bandcamp page where you can get my albums or SoundCloud page. Um, those are the best places to try to find any of my music that you want to check out. Or videos, too. I do have, like, a few music videos that Tight, I yeah. encourage people you, to check uh, out. Yeah, Boys Club and is a man, man in the Streets. Uh, just Another Man in the Streets. That's, another. like, my latest video, which was, uh, um, released by Out Magazine, nice. which was huge. That's for cool. Yeah, that's tight. And, uh, you know, that's like the biggest gay lesbian magazine out there, you know, yeah. so it's like, that was huge for me and exciting to have such a big feature and a video premiere through them. Um, but I, I have another video called The Touch that mm -hmm. I did, and that's like a weird, like, that's my uh, Madonna Truth or Dare kind of Ooh. erotica hotel, dirty sleeping hotel sex video. <laughs> Nice. It's naughty. It's naughty. My parents will not want to see it. <laughs> well, if they haven't already. If they haven't already. Well, everyone who's not <laughs> your parents, please peep that out. <laughs> and Black Leg will be opening up for Charlie XCX tomorrow night yeah. at the Bourbon Theater, 7 p.m.? Yes, uh, I play at 7.15, so come at 7.15. 7. Come at 7. It's going to be packed. Yeah, get a, definitely want to get in there and get seat for this performance. Well, hey, that's all the that's uh, all my questions and all my things I wanted awesome. to share Thanks with you, Black Well, Yeah, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, yeah, Ross. Have a good time. Um, thank you for our listeners peeping in. This has been the listening room. Um, expect Lincoln calling night three tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Everyone have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs>
I didn't know him very well. He was sleeping in the basement. I should have just started a band again. <laughs> I was too shy. Where, where are they? Where does he live now? Where are they from? They live in uh, New York now. New York now? Cool. Mm -hmm. Very fun. Well, hey everyone, thank you for listening in and hanging out. Night three of Lincoln Calling. Uh, final studio session here of the listening room with our dear friend Sarah Bowling. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm Hell playing. yeah. Yeah, playing. Mm -hmm. Playing some bass guitar. Yeah. How, that's, well, how long have you been playing bass? Almost a year. Yeah. I, I noticed when you, yeah, when you first started touring with Thick Paint. Is that when the bass kind of came up? Mm, or No, actually it's for Flowers. Derek kind of just wanted to reimagine the band and he was like, can you play bass? And I lied and I was like, totally. He's <laughs> like, all right, you got, have a show in a month and we have practice in two weeks. So I just like, like got the record. I already had it. I had it when I was like 18. There you go. <laughs> and just like, practiced like four hours a day and drove everyone in my house crazy so it's just like oh it hurts my fingers to like oh i can do that but i can't use my pinky but like now i can <laughs> i don't know all the breakthroughs yeah learning mm -hmm. to play bass that's fun is that yeah you i bet they're each a little different do what do you what do you like i bet it's just a new experience it's fun to get thrown into something new like that yeah and i wanted to because Icky Blossoms, the other group I'm in, wasn't doing very much, and I was like, had dropped out of school for it, and I was yeah. like, I was need like, to feel like I was living the same day at the coffee shop I work at, like, mm. so many regulars, and it's just like, over and over, I'm like, I'm in Groundhog's Day, but of, like, for Sarah, and like, <laughs> I was going crazy, I was like, should I go back to school, because I just feel like I'm not really doing anything yeah. that's, like, passionate, you know, for a second. And when he asked me, I was like, yes, please. Of course, Let me yes. just, like, latch onto this. Take break, I will run with it. Break me away from the <laughs> the Groundhog Day yeah. experience. It worked. Yeah, yeah it worked. Yeah, you're totally doing, got done with a little tour for Thick Paint. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you said you are going to try to do another one yeah. shortly. Yeah, we're doing a whole month-long one in November with my friend Anna McClellan. Nice. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. You said you are coming to Austin? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I can't remember the day. I'll stay updated on social media blasts and whatnot to see see when you're coming through mm -hmm. but yeah that's you did stop yeah you dropped out of school to do the music that's very that's when people know like where their passions lie they're like i don't think this is the school stuff is for me actually we talked about this a little weren't you into math yeah i was in school for engineering and for architectural engineering like the electrical aspect of it and I don't know. I just we have played like three shows as Icky Blossoms, and then Saddle Creek was at one of the shows. Some of the guys from the label, and they were like, "You guys be on our label." You, yeah. And then I was like, "Whoa, that's like amazing!" And then like within a month, they're like, they had like some somehow like Dave Sidek from TV on the Radio had like gotten like one of our demos, and he was like, "I want to like produce something, and I like what you guys are onto." So like. I'm living in LA for a month and it was yeah. during like the middle of like the semester and I was three and a half years in and I was just like eh. like <laughs> I don't know I like called my mom and I was like what would you you do and she's like well you should drop out yeah she's oh, like, she's like you'll awesome. regret it like you will like seriously regret it if you 
don't just like do this weird thing. That's very cool how she was like gun-ho for it. Mm -hmm. Most moms might just be like, you got to stay in school. That's cool that she was like, follow your passion. You might never get like a chance to do something like cool like this. Mm -hmm. And she knows that I have like really bad Peter Pan syndrome where I'm like, (laughs) like even if I would have graduated, I would have been like, I don't want to get this job. Yeah. Not for another like 15 years. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I I was like, I happened when I... I started getting into stand-up when I had, like, my first advertising internship. And I was, like, sitting in there while everyone was doing their... And it's still, like, a cool office. There's, like, no cubicles, like, art everywhere. There's, like, a drum set and a motorcycle in, like, some conference rooms. Yeah, I was, like, trying to curate. Yeah, this, like, hip... It's, like, a workplace, but it's not a workplace. But even still, I was, like, God, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't think this is... So, it's, you know, it's fun to break break out of that. Our, uh... Are you thinking about? Are you doing any new music with Icky in the future? I think we are. Yeah. We've got so many demos. Oh hell least, yeah! But we're also like, however long it takes. Like. Yeah. Everyone's kind of at like different points in their life. Like Derek has like two kids. Nick just got married and is getting like really like. He does a lot of film and, stuff too. Yeah, and he's been doing that for like money and creatively with his wife Kat for her like dance company. And I'm kind of like, I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Still. Like, I don't know. Derek, like, toured for, like, 12 years straight with Tilly in the Wall. So he's just yeah. like... Yeah. He's like, I'm over that, but I'm into making new music. New music, yeah. Yeah. So I remember I asked one time, you shot me you shot me a demo, some song. I think it was just titled, Eat Your Parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> That's good. When is, uh, was that... When you first started playing with Icky, was that like your first time doing like live shows? First time playing live? Yeah. What was like the, what was your first, what was the first thing, you, your instrument you played? Like keys? It was keys, but it was like a really shitty like Yamaha keyboard with like the speakers on it that you could just like play by itself. But we, the first show we ever got was opening up for the hood internet at oh Slowdown and at the Bourbon and they were both slo- sold out so I was just like playing like it's super like electronic and like very like you know like intense technology and here I am like playing the song on this shitty little Yamaha first show ever I'm like oh my god and my leg was just like wobbling, wobbling the whole time and make it steady just, like, just stood like this that's funny. Like a deer in headlights, but <laughs> sounded good. Maybe. No, yeah. yeah. The uh, the first time we ever hung out, no, uh, no. <laughs> I was in Omaha, and it was at this comedy show at the Reverb, and then we went across the street to the Barley Street Tavern, open mic, to hang out. I think there's a there's a picture somewhere on the internet of you. Death gripping <laughs> a, a PBR, PBR tall boy. <laughs> just like <laughs> I did, I took a shot of whiskey and then it was over. And then we we went to have well, smoke of a one hitter, and then and then it was over. It was over for me <laughs> because I don't really smoke, and whatever you had was so dank. <laughs> this wasn't your parents. Yeah, I just shit. like not my parents have probably never smoked. Honestly, yeah, but but I was just like balled up and I was like. Joey, I don't. I know we just met. And it's really weird, but like, I am out of control. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I cannot. Like, I cannot undo myself from this ball. And my car is literally like five feet away. And 
I didn't drink that much, but this, whatever this is, you have to like drive me home and I'm just like putting total faith in you. I saved the day. <laughs> I, slept, I, I had and a good time on that nice orange couch. I you were going to the next day at Slowdown, but I couldn't comprehend it. I'm trying to remember which one it was. was it leading? No, it was, it was some, what was it? Slowdown. Oh man, I don't know. It was. I almost want to say it might have been Lord Huron. No, it was not that. It was like the opposite of that. <laughs> but it's something I didn't listen to, but knew the name of. No, it's lost. Anyway, <laughs> it's lost. It was like really late, and I was like, you can sleep on my couch, thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> With your kitty? Wasn't you have a kitty there? Yeah. Your nice orange couch. That was that was a good that was the first the first hang session. And then from there, friendship. <laughs> it's true. What um have you ever on some touring stories, have you ever like got have you ever had the same situation, smoked a little bit after a show with something funny or uh, and then never freaked that out? Bad. Or, that was just weird and it yeah. also might have been like something about like the chemical balance of my body yeah. from like what I've eaten, but um I've definitely got some stories that involve that, but never like where I was just like immobile. Paralyzed. Like, <laughs> paralyzed with fear. Curled up in the ball, fetal position. Um, there, okay, remember this in the van on the way up here. Um, there was this time in Montreal with Iggy Blossoms and the Faint where we had played with them and this band from, uh, called Trust. And it was like this cool venue. The show went really great. Everyone's hanging out like, smoking hella weed and like the promoter came into the green room and like I was behind him in a fucking cloud <laughs> just like came out like denser than I'd ever seen and I had smoked like a little but I was feeling fine and he was like yeah like that's cool but like maybe not in such proportions yeah <laughs> and so it was like okay there's like a bunch of stuff to do on this strip like you can go get like poutine across the street which is like cheese curds and uh, there's like a bunch of bars. So we did that and we like, we went and got poutine, looked across the street. Todd from Crate was like, oh, there's like a strip club. We should do it, it'll be weird. <laughs> and I was like a little stoned. I was like, okay, I've never been to one. And all right. The and first like, strip club in Montreal? Yeah. And <laughs> do you remember the name of it? No, I don't. <laughs> it's right across from Club Soda. But we like go in, it's super weird. You have to like buy like, Ten dollars worth of drinks to enter. Oh god! So we're already like, kind of like fucked up. Yeah. And they're like, no, to enter, like you have to get a drink. We're like, okay. And I was just like sitting there, and like it was fine, just like sitting, watching like the dancers, and like but I was like kind of like looking away. Like I just didn't know. I didn't want to like do the thing. Yeah. I, get, I don't yeah. know. Those no, strip like, clubs are weird. Here. Yeah. For your first. I'm just here. It's my first time. And then Todd <laughs> from the bay, like. Nudges me and he's like, I can see you're a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, the secret is to just know that everyone, whether they say it or not, enjoys this in some weird way. And, and then, so like Canadian money, it's loonies and toonies. It's not dollars. <laughs> it's an actual coin. So you can like throw yeah. a dollar bill. You have to place, place it, it on the stage. So he was like, here. And takes the toonie i think it was the big guy more expensive guy and he like put it up on the stage but then the dancer who we were calling miami miami bias because she was like wearing all neon and she had like bleach blonde hair <laughs> doing her thing 
she grabs him by the arm and like the, the stage was like oil i guess because she like slid him and he like flew onto the stage on his back and then she just like dropped her shit on his fucking face he's married yeah. and she was like writhing around <laughs> and i was just like is everybody he, like this todd is everybody <laughs> like this <laughs> and he was like looney tune character like arms just like trying to get away <laughs> but she had like pinned him down and then like bit it like that was like i don't know forever it was like a flesh carnival i couldn't tell what was going on and then like she was like okay you're gone you're done you're done and then he sat down next to me and like she why i was just like you got what you paid for you got what you paid for you really enjoyed it <laughs> that's what one coin will do yeah and then i was like what what does it smell like <laughs> it's like fake peaches fake <laughs> like peach flavoring oh god and that was a really <laughs> how was that show for that that night? Was it good? It was Before? bomb. Yeah. That's yeah. why we were all like living it up. Oh, and then like we left the strip club, got poutine again. It was just so gross because it's really bad for you. Yeah. But we were super fucked up by that point. And then, but then as we were walking to our hotel, the snow just falls in like the quiet oh, way. It's pretty. It was in December. But we were like, this is like a weird juxtaposition of like, we were just all fucked up. It was this nice like innocent thing we're just like thing. running around <laughs> that's fun that's mm -hmm. a good one um let's see here with uh in relation to thick paint um is graham the one who kind of composes most of the music and all the lyrics and mm -hmm. i saw okay he did i saw so it looked cool i wanted to check it out but i was yeah not in the state um it was for like uh did he do like some type of art installation oh yeah recently? i saw he a post on that it looked cool with his music i thought that'd be like really cool mm -hmm. did yeah what, what kind of like installations so they got did they like have in, in uh they got brought in from burning man actually like this oh, big wow. like, flower that was made of like uh like white plastic but they use like arduino to like program these motors so that they like bloom when like certain like if someone blocks like this frequency that's been being zoomed out of like the center of the flower so like if you interrupt like this high frequency it knows that you're there so it like blooms and opens up so he Whoa. even though he didn't really know what he was doing at first he like <laughs> got ordered a bunch of shit and like built this machine it's like a black box and it did it's actually the same thing that they were doing with the flowers but he did it with sound so that if people like disrupted this frequency it would change what he was playing like like the synth wise it would like change either like the volume the pitch the frequency modulation the That's wave type cool. yeah and so we just did like a 30 minute set while people like walked around these flowers awesome it's mm -hmm. very pretty i like that i was are you guys because i i saw him in reptar once and like there it was that slowdown i think for I maybe mean, it was like either a headlining one or they opened up for Icky Blossoms. Once. I think they headlined. They had, yeah, there. okay, okay, yeah, because they had, he had a really cool visualizer for mm -hmm. that one. Are that you guys was their gonna... guitar player, or, I mean, synth player William. He made all that. Is a, he's like a master electrician, and he like right now actually he's getting really into like building light installations for bands. Oh, cool. He's. But I just saw him, and he had like kind of like this archetype of one, and it's just like a. A rod full of mirrors that spin around oh. with these motors and each one like each one has like 15 circular mirrors and they like you can program each one to spin differently or they all can spin together and then he had a light show with that 
but then the whole thing is going to be 50 of those. So it's like lights and mirrors. That's cool as hell. Yeah. Is there, are you, you guys, y'all ever going to try to incorporate some little, Definitely. some sparklies? It's a little, a little too early for yeah. that. We haven't even recorded anything, but. Yeah, are you guys, yeah, are you going to have planning on dropping like a EP or an LP with? Yeah, we're going to drop a tape with Anna. Cool. In November and then hopefully record as a band to finish all the songs that we have. Maybe you get time. Because mm-hmm. I know, yeah, because the only ones I've heard from Thick Pain is the the How Did This Happen mm-hmm. and uh, Seasons of Change. And I like, I love, I love both of them. I love the, do you know, like the, I guess I want to say like the, what Graham wants to like uh, provide with that band? Like what kind of emotion he wants to like get across with the music? Or is it a, like a specific thing he wants no. people to feel or is it coming from do you know if it's coming from like a certain place or what all the songs kind of like kind of have to do with or what do they speak to I know he wants it to be like like how he wants he hasn't like it's only like he hasn't like achieved it in his head and he's like I have like this idea of like what I want music to sound like for me like how I make it mm-hmm. and it's like getting really close there but like lyrically like, he doesn't want it to sound like anything else, but he yeah. wants it to, like, you know, borrow and, you know, throw some flashes of, yeah. like, things that are known, but then, like, maybe, like, in a different way. But then, lyrically, he likes just really weird whatever, yeah. like, stream of consciousness yeah. type of stuff. That's what I thought it was, like, like it was... inner monologue. Yeah. Thing. He's just, like, thinking about life. In that same contest, uh, how do y'all go about composing music for Icky Blossoms? Do you write most of the lyrics? I know you wrote, I say you wrote on the last album, Mask, you wrote Spirals, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, is it more of like a big team or effort where someone kind of yeah. has like their own kind of jingle, like what, what do we can, what can we put with this? And then yeah, y'all just try like to construct internet, together. Like, we'll have like 30 seconds of something that we think is cool and then we'll send it to the group and someone will take it, expand upon it, maybe change some things, send it back. It's more like, yeah, a group effort, Very for cool. sure. And then just deciding on, like, well, if someone has, like, authority over a song, like, say they wrote, like, a big portion of, of it, it, like, they'll probably get the last say, mm-hmm. like, especially if it's something, like, close to them. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, almost a little out of time here. Um, well, you are in a lot of different awesome projects, and I want everyone to peep them out. So, Flowers Forever, Flowers Forever Thick Paint, Paint, Icky Blossoms, Nathan, Nathan Ma. Ma and the Rosettes. Yes. Yes, you're opening up for Navy Gaines tonight Navy later, aren't you? Future Punks. Tonight? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then a brand new band called Crazy Talk, which will maybe have stuff up sometime. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, everyone, please check out all of Sarah's musical endeavors. I'm a big fan of a lot of the music you make, and I love cut, I love cutting a rug to Icky Blossoms. Y'all are very... I love dancing to you guys. You guys are very fun. And I'm hoping to catch your set right after this interview with Flowers. Have a good time playing. Thank you for hanging out and sharing some stories and talking with me about music. I really yeah. appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, Sarah. We did it! We did it!
International. International. 